Going live. Three, two, one. It's Friday. It's Friday. started i wanted to give a big shout out to, to buffalo sports network picking up our show on their weekend lineup we got a uh, different times on the weekend so just follow us on twitter at fnt underscore pod we'll be tweeting out those times that our show will be on during the weekend download their app bsn 716 they have some great content on there other than our show but uh make sure you're following them and following our show on their website as well also uh if you missed it earlier on tuesday uh, the guys, Davis and Tim, recorded an NBA Finals preview with some special guests talking about the playoffs in general as well as previewing the upcoming Finals. So we're actually recording the show a couple hours before Game 1 of the Finals. So if you missed, uh, so we're not really going to be talking about it too much tonight. So if you missed that, go check us out on iTunes as well. Subscribe. But other than that, let's get right into it. I think the first big story outside of the NBA Finals this week was... Uh, <coughs> Tiger Woods arrest. He got arrested, what, Sunday night, I think? Sunday or night, Monday morning. Monday morning. Monday morning, thank you, Cal, uh, for DUI. Uh, I guess, and go, I mean, if you haven't seen the picture yet on Twitter of his mugshot, absolutely hilarious. It was all over the internet Monday and Tuesday, pretty much for the rest of this week. But I guess the big thing that I get out of this is Tiger Woods, I think, should just, I think he should just give up golf. Give up golf for the sake of everyone because I think we've been doing this charade or whatever you want to call it for the past 10 years now, since 2009 when he crashed his car outside his home. And it's just, it just hasn't been the same. He hasn't been the same, obviously, he hasn't been the same golfer. He's been constantly injured, constantly in the spotlight for about all the wrong reasons. He's never going to win another major again. I think it's time for him to seriously give up golf. Or at least, or at least, just retire from the PGA and come back on the senior tour later on. But I guess I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this week with Tiger Woods and what 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 the future holds for him. Um. Well, I think um, his mugshot is just like just it's not funny to me. It's just really sad. It hurts. And it's mm-hmm. it like because this guy was like. Superman when we were younger and just he would pull off the most ridiculous shots and he was one of the most popular athletes and to see him go from the peak of pretty much any athlete in the world to where he's at right now has just been just really terrible to watch and I just hope that and I know that the reason he wasn't drunk and he was on prescription pills which I don't know if those were because of his back surgery or if it's coming off his back surgery, he's become addicted to them. But either way, he needs to get some help and he needs to get away from golf and he needs to get out of the spotlight and needs to be left alone until he can figure this out. Because it's been going on for way too long. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's sad to see, man. He was an idol in all middle school and all all of a sudden, all that uh, drama came out with his mistresses, and boom, gone. It's tough, man. Tough. <laughs> I feel for him a little well, bit, think, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's tough to see because I think every time for the past what eight years, ever since that car accident, we've been trying to like we've been trying to I don't know make try and build Tiger Woods back up every single time, and I think I don't want to say he's letting us down. It's just I don't think his his body, I think his body is letting us down. Yeah, and, I, am, I definitely agree with that, Grant. And it's, it's just sad to see because, like you mentioned, Eric, I mean, for the, all of the 2000s, he just ruled golf and was obviously the most popular person in golf. I think one of the first golf memories I have is of him knocking that, that chip in at the, at, um, 
the Masters, and the ball just sitting on the lip of the cup for so long and finally going in. It's one of the most iconic moments in all of golf. And I think we just hold, we're still holding on to that. And I think we have to, we haven't realized it yet. Tiger Woods just is not the same player. And it's time to move on. I think golf has exciting, we, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think, when Pat was on the show. Golf has some exciting players, younger players, like a Jordan Spieth or a Dustin Johnson sort of player. None of them are Tiger Woods, though. I understand. I understand that, but I think it's time for it's time for golf to. I think it's time for Tiger Woods to move on from golf and from golf to move on from Tiger Woods and start. Um, I don't know what the word is to advertising these younger players more, these younger, more exciting players to get people more excited about golf too. Because I just don't think Tiger has the same. Uh, he has the appeal, obviously, because of the name and everything. But I just don't think he has the same. I don't know what the word is, but he's just not drawing the same amount of attention because he's Guys, not winning these majors anymore. We we have an audience. We have we have to move on from him. We have to just let him go. Like we're all stuck up on him. Like he's gonna be the greatest thing, and he's not. He's done. People just gotta accept that he's done. Like we all want that Cinderella story of him coming back and being amazing, but it's not gonna happen. I hate to break it to you guys. It's just not going to happen. It's, and it's sad, but, I mean, it's the truth, so. Yep. Well, does he, do you guys think he wins another major? Because I don't. I don't. Absolutely not. I don't think he's even, I don't think he even plays in another major, and if he does, he's not going to make the cut in another major either. Not make the cut, not even make the cut. Do you, when yeah, do you guys, did, did he come back and play this year at all? Anytime no. this year or no? No. Are you kidding me? No. No. If he wins another major, I'll get a buzz cut. And for people who don't know, I have 12 inches of hair or more. I would love to bet a steak dinner with Mr. Davis about Tiger Woods. Oh, man. So, Mr. Davis, uh, big shout-out to Mr. Davis. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes. Big shout-out to Pete Davis. But, all right. Yeah. Wait, can I just jump in here real quick? Yeah, Cal, go for it. I just want to say, like, I looked up Tiger when I was growing up, like all of you guys touched on, and it is really sad to see what he's come to now. And, like, every year when he's made these comebacks in the past, like, five, six years, I've always thought that this would be the one that would turn it around for him. But, like Grant said, I think it's time for both sides to move on, as in Tiger moving on from golf and golf moving on from Tiger Woods. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm not suggesting that Tiger Woods can't come back to golf, and I'm not suggesting that he shouldn't come back to golf. I think it's time for, I mean, I think we're starting to move away from that era of Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. And I think Phil's still a good player. And obviously he's going to be in majors more than Tiger Woods. But I think, I think you're starting to see sort of that. uh, You're starting to see what I want to see in in golf and those advertising, those young players and the young players are doing well too, which I think also comes to a benefit of of them as well as the PGA too. I'm not saying I think Tiger Woods should come back and maybe have like a role like Jack Nicholas kind of does in being an ambassador for golf worldwide because he's just such a such a big name and I think he's going to be good for the PGA later on um, in his career and even past golf and just advertising golf around the world as well. So I think I don't I don't think he should be completely distanced from golf, but for, for now playing wise, I think he's just time time for him to start really evaluating where he is in his golf career as well. But that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't know. There's probably so many different opinions. There's probably still people out there who believe that Tiger Woods is going to win another two or three majors before he finally gives up. But I think those people are crazy. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Cal, what do you got this week? So for those of you who don't know, there's a little incident on Monday between the Nationals and the San Francisco Giants. Bryce Harper and... Giants pitcher Strickland. Eric, is it, do I have that right? Yep. Uh, got into a bit of a, a fight at the game, and it was not a good look for Bryce Harper. He went for a helmet throw, and it completely <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm going to be, just because I'm a huge Bryce Harper fan, I'll say midway through he decided he wasn't going to throw his helmet. It just slipped out of his hand. Um, but as, like, I don't know who really watches baseball in May and June, but Hi. I think 
this is what um, the MLB needs, a fight here and there to get everything going a little bit. Yes. Agreed. But it was not a good look for Bryce Harper, I'll say, being, being I don't... one of the most popular stars, and he comes off looking like an absolute idiot. Eh, I don't know if it was such a bad look for Bryce, honestly. I mean, yeah, the helmet throw was, I don't know what the hell he was doing there. But he did get a pretty good punch in, which a lot of times yeah. doesn't happen in baseball fights. A lot of times, no punches end up even being thrown. So, you know, he took one he took one on the chin, gave one back. And I agree with your point, Cal. I think baseball wants to make the, make the game more fun, faster, exciting. Yep. Then they need to encourage, I, not encourage fighting, obviously, but, like, they like need a fight to allow, month allow it to happen a little bit more. Like, some of my earliest baseball memories are Yankees Red Sox in 2003-2004 Pedro sent a Don Zimmer on a spill in 2003 Veritek <laughs> poking A-Rod's eye out in 04, swearing at each other telling them, <laughs> you know, they need more of that and they need more intensity they between, fire up the crowds, between individual, yeah, individual and team rivalries and I think that this is a really good thing for baseball and we need more of it Yeah, and I just want to call a little stolen valor uh, for both participants in the fight on Memorial Day, you know, show some respect for the troops <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. think I, you mentioned, Cal, that it's a it's a bad look for Bryce Harper, and I and I think it's a bad look for Buster Posey or Strickland yeah. himself. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think maybe Strickland more than Posey because <laughs> the fight's going, the fight's starting. Harper runs out there, makes the most insane throw I've ever seen. Somehow that that throw went sideways. I don't know how that's even possible. Probably for but, the best. <laughs> probably for the best, yeah. But anyway, you got Buster Posey just standing there and not coming to the defense of this pitcher. I think that's I think that's a bad look. It's not a bad look for I think for Bryce Harper, but it might be a bad look for yeah, I mean, as well because you don't as, have your, your own catcher coming out to defend you. Yeah, as one of like the biggest stars in the MLB, like I'm sure that's not a good look. Like the MLB wants to him to be portraying. And also, people already think he's like, a, for lack of a better term, like a crybaby already. And like him yeah, doing no. this, him doing yeah. this is not going to help say, that. Not a like, good look. Personally, I have no problem with him doing it, but like I'm just saying, I could see why people would look at this and be like, "Oh, this Bryce Harper is just doing like what he normally does." Yeah. Uh. Also, just um. Back to Grant's point, I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of my own point, but just uh, I don't. I hate that they think Bryce Harper's a crybaby. Like I get that he has had one good, like really good season, and his other seasons have been pretty average. But I think if we just got rid of like old people watching baseball, baseball would be so much better because all they do is complain and keep baseball from moving on. Yeah, you not, you tell me how I'm that not works out. Uh, yeah, why don't you go, God, go tell your so grandparents they can't watch baseball anymore? Okay, that's all I want to say. I'm. <laughs> I just want to add, um, from a person who doesn't really follow baseball until September, and then September on, obviously. Um, I I was intrigued by this. I like this. Um, needs to get more physical. Needs to get fired up once in a while. I mean. Obviously, it can't happen every day, or that's just out of control. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I mean, I don't. Yeah. It it looks a little bad on Bryce Harper, but I think it looks way worse on Buster Posey. He just looks like, come on, man, we gotta wake up, yeah. do something for your teammates. Also, I think going, I think, yeah, going oh. to your point, Eric. I think the one thing that I think annoys me most with maybe with older people commenting on. Uh, this sports stuff is that the same stuff happened 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. I mean, you yeah. look at some of these famous brawls between the Yankees and Red Sox in the 1970s. You look at uh, the brawl, oh, the famous brawl in the 19, 1960, in the 1960s between the Giants and Dodgers, where Juan Marichal's running out there with a bat trying to attack any Dodger that comes in his way. I think, I think, I think that just what annoys me the most is that. These people say, oh, this isn't good for the game and all this stuff. But I think you go back in time and you'll probably be the same people uh, in our position right now or the same age as us supporting that and thinking it's as cool as we think it is or how exciting it is for the game um, yep. during their time as well. 
So I think that I think your point is <laughs> a little extreme, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and just like to Kyle's point, I would love to see baseball get more physical. I know it's like not a very physical game, but I'm very upset in the direction they're moving away from the physicality of it, banning SWAT, well, breaking up double plays. By yeah, how do you want to see? How do you want to see that happen though? Banning running over the catcher like oh um, yeah that sucks that, like you you shouldn't be able to you shouldn't be able to slide purposely out of like the base path to break up a double play but like it just takes all the challenge out of turning two turning two is so much easier now and it's not the way these players were taught i get that it's to prevent an injury but like the shortstop's gotta know to put him not put himself in that position to get hurt and if you're not gonna make the play without getting hurt then eat the ball and same way i get like Foster Posey, like, being out for the season, that's why the home plate collisions aren't there. But they're taking away things that have been in the game for years and are some of the most entertaining parts of games to try and uh, to try and protect their stars, I guess. But, like, I don't know. It's just been a part of the game for so long, and it's actually the entertaining part and the part people want, and they're getting rid of it. And I don't Yeah, you know, it's just a, it's a tough it. spot. You just towing the line between player safety and what the fans want, I think, too. And it's just... yeah. It, it's a hard it's hard for not only MLB but you see that in the NFL as well you see that in just about every other sports league too the the line between player safety and entertainment as well I think it's, it's just a tough spot because they're they're trying so hard to speed up the games make the games more exciting while also focusing on player safety but it's an interesting spot the MLB's in I think so yep. moving on Eric what do you got this week so I think we can just come out and say that ESPN is not what it used to be. I think that's the best way to put it, I guess. Um, over the past month or so, ESPN is letting us all know that they're not the same by firing half their staff, including some of the, mo- some of the most beloved people. Mark Stein, for example, comes to mind. And then yesterday it got personal for me, and that's when I decided that I wanted to do something about this on the show, was when they fired my guy, John Clayton. Love John Clayton. Very upset he's not going to be there. Um, and it's just very upsetting to me the direction that ESPN has been in over the past probably like three or four years. When I remember growing up and when even in the beginning of high school, yet like there's always Sports Center on one of the ESPN networks and there's always ESPN News. And there's always a way to watch highlights. And now ESPN's become so political and like personality based. And it's just that's why they're declining and they don't, I just don't know if they don't get that or they don't care because they're firing all the people that I have, are, people are actually interested in and keeping the people that nobody really wants to hear from. I just want to get your guys thoughts on that. I think, I think you're definitely right that they're moving away from, they're still showing highlights and everything and all that, but I think they're definitely trying to, they're starting to move away more and more from that, which is kind of just frustrating. I think one of the things that, I enjoyed growing up watching Sports Center was just the constant like debate. Like there was, remember? I don't know. You guys may or may not remember this, but I remember like when they they had during the summer one year they voted on like who was who was like Title Town USA and all that stuff. And like they had all this stuff where they were trying to determine like who was the best athlete yes, currently yes. in all of sports. And like I think that was just so fun. Constantly just. The, that sports center spurred on in sports whether that be who is the most who's title town usa who who is the best person in sports right now i think sports center did a great job of spurring the conversation about sports and i think what you mentioned eric is they're starting to become a little more political they're starting to become more involved in things that i don't think they should be involved in and it's just it's not it's not fun for the normal sports fan to to think about, well, not to think about this stuff, but to discuss this stuff, because we're not here for that, the political stuff. We're here to discuss and watch sports. And I think there's getting further and further away from that. It's just, it's just frustrating to see. I don't like, I mean, I don't mind some of the political stuff, and I understand that they want to talk about that, and that's an important thing to discuss. But you got to have a better balance than you have, because I'm, I don't want to come home from school or work and I just want to watch sports center and watch some highlights. And instead I got to watch Michael Smith and Jamel Hill debate LeBron or debate like some kind of 
like political issue for half an hour instead of me just being able to watch the highlights or me watching fucking Dan Levitard and his dad. Don't 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 even get me started there. Don't even get me started with his dad's like, freaking voice. Like, I, I just want I, I just wanna come home and watch Sports Center. I don't want the political stuff and I don't mind that it's on the network, but just give me Sports Center on one of the channels and I'll uh, be fine. Can I uh can I say something? I texted uh, we have a group chat for our listeners, um, with everybody on the show and last night I texted a picture the screenshot of uh, I think it was Sports Center's Instagram account, and last night was Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals. They didn't mention once the whole day anything about the Stanley Cup Final before the game. Are you like I sat there? I was just I was flabbergasted. I'm like, are you kidding me right well, now? That's what happens when you fire most of your NHL department. Well, and. And they don't have contracts with the NHL or half the other sports. They're just now they're just they're money based, really, and that's what's ruining them, in my opinion. Is they're just so focused on what is making them money, and then they just spend all their time talking about like LeBron. They have um, well, contract I mean, with the basketball, if you're, if, so, so they're going to talk if basketball you're, you're, and stuff like that. But, shoes, why would you promote? Why would you promote something that you're not going to have on your network? Why is you going to promote something that's not going to make you money? I think yeah. it makes yeah. it makes sense why they're not they don't talk about the NHL anymore because they don't have like you said Kyle they don't have the contract rights to it and so they're not going to promote something that another company like NBC is producing making all the money, money for it. Yeah, they're not going to make any money for it. So it, it makes sense. I think that's why I mean ESPN used to have the contract rights to the NHL and they talked about it all the time. It was on not as much maybe as the NBA or the NFL, but it was on regularly. But they're not just—it's—it's it's just a different time, like you said, Kyle. That they're not gonna—not gonna, like I said, promote something that they're not gonna make the money. So it makes sense. It's just—it's frustrating yeah, because it we're all hockey fans. Well, it's not even just hockey. It's like—I um, don't know. To, I know mean, NASCAR is not big, but they—they uh, they don't have a contract with NASCAR anymore, and you—you uh, you just don't hear about it anymore. At all. I mean, I used to see like highlights of races and stuff, and not that I care that much about NASCAR. I mean, it's cool to see once in a while, maybe Daytona or whatever. But I mean, it's just nothing. There's no variety on it, and it's just it's just blah. In my opinion, it's just basketball, football, basketball, football. Yeah, it's just basketball and football. Yeah, and then occasional they, sprinkles, sprinkles and baseball highlights. Yeah. And baseball, they painfully yeah. show baseball highlights, which is just so frustrating to watch because there's so much more than what they're showing. And then they'll just show the highlights, and that'll be it. They won't discuss like they're, they're starting to yeah. move away from discussing the show. Is baseball tonight still a show? Like, yeah, it is. I feel like I I hardly ever. Shout see out John. It's only on it's on ESPN two, but it's out like yeah, they night, just so push like, that away. I remember watching that show. It would always come on after Sports Center during the the summer, and I would watch that show before yep. the game or something like that. Yeah, I miss that. I digress. ESPN will never be the same, unfortunately. Anyway. Yeah, like I haven't watched ESPN on a consistent basis for at least four or five years now. So, but I you're so just, hipster. No, well, I I mean I think the NFL and NHL networks are far better, and it's just if I want to just watch one thing, why not watch one of those? And but, Talking about like how they're now more like I don't even like political based. Like I don't even know. I haven't watched Sports Center in probably a year or two. Um, I think the problem is, and this is clearly obvious, that there's so many outlets and like media outlets today that they need to talk about something that's going to draw viewers in, no matter what. And if it's turning like changing to like only talking about LeBron or just talking about the same old things, like they know they're going to get their viewership. And I think that's just because of all the outlets that are available to people today. I mean, you, like you said, Cal, they have a every each league now has their own channel. There's the NFL Network, the MLB Network, the NBA Network, there's an NHL Network. Like you can go to all these different places, and I think that's something that ESPN is definitely struggling with. Um, one can one you viewers. Oh, sorry. One confusing no, 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 thing no. before we move on. Just one confusing thing. The ESPN. I, I'm not complaining. I love WWE. But why the hell are they talking WWE more than they talk NHL now? Like, what? All the like, money. They don't make money off WWE, though. I'm sure Jonathan that, Coachman, that's it. I'm sure the WWE is no paying money. them a lot of money for that uh, advertisement, though. 
Vince McMahon probably is dating someone at ESPN. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I, someone touched on this earlier. ESPN's all about the money now, and like that's a perfect example of that. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, them covering the WWE makes absolutely no sense. It's not even a real sport. I mean, don't get me wrong. I watch like it. to watch it once in a while. I do like. Hey, I do like to watch it. I'm not. I'm just saying. You know. You know. It's a stage sport, right? It's just. Yes. It's just. It's painful to see that instead of hockey. I, yeah. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree. Anyway, moving on, Kyle. Last story. Last story of the lineup. What do you got? All right. Um, for you guys that watched Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, like I did, you saw that P.K. Subban had a goal taken back for an offsides. And I just want to talk about how stupid I think that this reviewing offsides is. Um, so, if you don't know what it is, it's a new rule that was introduced this season, and it allows for instant replay um, of any zone entry uh, where a goal is scored before the puck comes back out. Um it's initiated by a coach's challenge, and it's it can be done all the way until the final minute of regulation. But what's frustrating about this is there's no time limit on it. So you could be in the zone for a couple minutes and get your goal called back if you're offsides entering it. And I just don't. I think that takes away from the game. Uh, it definitely hurt Nashville, in my opinion. If they would have scored that goal. Um, I'm pretty sure that Pittsburgh wouldn't have scored three straight to end the, the first period, and we'd be looking at a little bit of a different series right now. But um, the NHL had to go out of their way and change this. And the shocking thing that I found was there really wasn't that much trouble from offsides beforehand. So I, I was confused why they introduced this rule in general. So um, I want to hear you guys' takes on this. Uh, quick question: Is there any like recourse if the coach challenges it and doesn't, and it gets like confirmed that it was the right call? They lose their no, timeout. Yeah, timeout. Okay, that's yeah, that's not enough. No. I mean, I get uh, the high sticking. You can review high sticking and um, goalie interference. I I believe that's that's pretty fair. But offsides, yeah, yeah. I, I just I don't I don't at all. And the one on uh, Monday night, which was game one, that was so close. Yeah. So, so like, close. I don't – and the, the fact that Pittsburgh scored three goals right after that makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think this this review stuff is not only in the NHL but in other sports too. In the MLB, they just introduced instant replay a few years ago too. I think it takes away from the fun sort of of the game. It takes away from – the constant debate yeah. of... Yeah, can I jump in here real quick, Grant? Yeah, no, go go for it. That, that was a great point because now if you score, like say you score a playoff overtime goal, you don't even know if you can actually celebrate yet because you're thinking, oh, is that offsides? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, great point. Yeah, because yeah. that, yeah. that happened to me in game five in the Ottawa Rangers series that I like thought Kyle Turris was offside, so I like didn't even celebrate. I was just like, oh, here we go, one of these. Right. And I think that takes away from – I think everyone has to be right now in all of sports. And I think there's there's obviously good things to being, to that for it being the right, right stuff like that. But it takes away the fun. It takes away the flow of the game. It takes away then that constant debate of um, – that goes on for years of whether or not a person was offsides. I think one of the more fun debates um, – that people have, and we're moving to basketball here talking about this, but like uh, Michael Jordan's last shot with the Bulls, did he push off from all that stuff? And I'm not saying there's review stuff for that, but my point is um, there's always that constant debate of whether there should have been a foul call there, there should have been some sort of penalty or whatever you want to say there, and I think it's just not fun. It's not fun always being right when it comes to this kind of stuff in the MLB. Uh, and also the NHL and the NBA and the NFL and just the constant review, it gets old after a while. <clears throat> and unless there's some blatant, I, I don't know, it's a, it, again, it's a tough position like we talked about with the MLB and player safety and making the game more physical. It's just a, it's a tough position to kind of figure out where, 
where is the line? Where do you draw the line between flow of the game, excitement of the game, and being right? And I guess I don't know what your guys' thoughts about that is, but I think it just takes away from the excitement of each and debate and what makes sports fun for years and years after a game is played. I disagree with you a little bit. I think that I've never, like, felt comfort in a ref not getting a call right, you know? Like, I think you want the ref to get the call right, so, like, I don't mind the replays. What I do mind, and this happens all the time in the NFL, anytime there's some kind of questionable catch, is the refs don't know what the hell they're doing. So then it's even worse when there's a questionable call and then the review the result of the review is even more questionable like did Dez catch it did Calvin Johnson catch it like stuff like that like it's even it's beyond frustrating that they make these questionable calls to begin with but then how do you not figure it out in the review like that how is it still questionable after the review like it's just well it just comes down to the human element I mean everyone's going to have a different interpretation of what they think like with your example with the Dez catch everyone's just going to have a different interpretation of what is a catch and how they interpret that rule that's in the NFL NFL rule book which is vague to begin with I think it just comes down to we're all human we're all going to have different interpretations of certain rules and see things differently all right, I, I want to get back to my point again yeah, on, the on the on the NHL. Yeah. So I just found one more article I wanted to bring up on a, on a pretty influential play again in the playoffs this year from uh, the Bruins in Game Four when they lost to the Senators. Um, they had a goal called back by uh, Noel Akari. I don't know how to say his name, but uh, Achari. Achari, um, and uh, Backus, David Backus, acknowledged after the game that it was one of the most deflating feelings he's felt in a while. And so when you have players saying stuff like that, I'm like, geez, that's got to that's gotta be horrible. It's just got to suck the life right out. You know, you're celebrating one minute, and then next minute, no, nothing. And then the other team gets momentum, and I don't know. I just think it changes the game too much. I think the yeah, refs... To speak to that example, uh, the Bruins were in the Ottawa zone for at least 30 to 40 seconds before the goal was scored. Yeah. And with, So they entered in, and then they were still in there for 30, 40 seconds, and then scored. So that was like definitely guys, a momentum swing. Do you guys have any like suggestions of maybe, maybe not necessarily getting rid of it, but how to change it? How I think there needs to be more... I think there needs to be more of a punishment in the NHL if a co- for a coach's challenge because a coach, if say like Nashville's coach, like Pittsburgh ripped off three goals in a row, like Nashville's coach could have just done a coach's challenge and just like tried to get an offside call just to stop the momentum. And they're like losing your timeouts, obviously a, like a pretty big deal, but like it's not a huge punishment. Like there should maybe be like a one minute power play if you get it wrong or something to make the coaches like think twice before they challenge every goal for offside. Yeah, you, well, you could just do a two-minute power play for delay a game or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that's not that. bad. That's not bad at all. Um, I was thinking time limit, maybe. That could... Yeah, time limit. It's got, like, you have yeah. to be within, like, 10 seconds. It's called within, like, 10 seconds of getting in the zone or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. But then, but even, well, even if you do that, that, like, if they don't get a shot off or something, <coughs> well, eh, never mind. I don't know, it's kind of hard doing a time limit because 10 seconds in they could have they could just be sitting in the zone and then they score or something like that yeah, the, the giving them a delay of game penalty would probably be the best option yeah because they are delaying the game yeah so. or just <laughs> or just get rid of it altogether because it slows down the game way too much and hockey should be a fast-paced free-flowing game that has few breaks but true. that's just my agreed rant against <laughs> the coach's challenge, but I think this this conversation kind of leads into what we our main discussion is this week, uh, talking about the NHL, talking about how kind of we brought it up before when we were talking about ESPN, but our our main discussion question is like why we think why don't we think the NHL is as popular as the NBA, the the NFL, or even the MLB, and I guess kind of just starting this things off, I think it all comes down to what we talked about before. To the network, it comes down to who's covering the uh, the league, and I think 
NBC doesn't do a very good job in promoting the NHL in that they're the NHL is like secondary to all their main programming, their their main TV shows, their their news programs, and it hurts the NHL. They they constantly are putting the Stanley Cup Finals on the NBC Sports Network, which is just a secondary sports channel, instead of having it on NBC. And I think ESPN does a good job, especially with the NBA, and getting the NBA Finals on ABC, on these big-time networks that more and more people are going to watch. And I think it's definitely a benefit to the NBA, and it's also a benefit to ESPN to have these big-time games. Are the Stanley Cup Finals really on NBCSN? They're not on NBC? The first game's on NBC. I think the fifth game's on NBC, but then the other what, five really? on NBCSN. That's a joke. Game seven's on NBCSN? I'm going to look at the schedule again, but I'm, I'm almost positive. I know game one is definitely on NBC, but... Uh, okay, game... Okay, I'm looking. Game three is on NBCSN, and then the rest of them are on NBC. Because they want a clinching game on Are NBC. they? Yeah, because they want okay. a clinching game on NBC. But, you, but, but even yeah, so, your point still point, stands. Yeah, yeah, that's still... My fair. point still stands is that they still, they still do a very bad job of promoting the NHL when, even like during regular season games, I think... ESPN and TNT do a very good job of promoting the NBA and making sure that the NBA is first and foremost what they're going to show during NBA season and I think that definitely is a benefit to those two companies and I think NBC kind of just I don't know what the word what what to say about it but I feel like they just feel burdened by having the NHL because I think they kind of just they shove they just shove these games into weird times and shove them on to their various networks. But even like during the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, they don't have any games. They hardly have any games on NBC. They just put them on the USA Network or they'll put them on NBCSN and put them on all these secondary channels. And no one knows how the hell it's, they yeah, get these various it's channels. It's never on <laughs> NBC. Yeah, it's never. They never mm-hmm. have like. Whereas the MLB has, like, Saturday Night Baseball on Fox, Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN, and obviously NFL has, like, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football on NBC and ESPN, and the NBA has, like, Saturday Night Prime Time on ESPN. NHL doesn't have that with NBC. Like, there's no, like, big Saturday Night rivalry game. They, have, like, they have Sunday afternoon games, like, so. though. Yeah, NBC? well, they do Wednesday yeah. rivalry, too, yeah, they do yeah, Sunday that's not on games. NBC. That's not on NBC. Oh, oh games that aren't Sun, Sunday afternoon games usually are on yeah. NBC, but that I mean, still they're not like prime time game. I mean, Sunday afternoon yeah, is not like, great time. They, I would love for it to be like, oh, I'm like getting ready to go to the bar with my friends or whatever. Oh, yeah. NBC's got it like a pit like Pittsburgh Capitals game on or something like that, and like everybody will tune in and watch. But in, and then like transition, you could transition right into like Saturday Night Live after. But instead, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. I right, I just yeah, like to I think it's a shame. I just so like to add fun. something on the uh, the broadcast crew for NBC. I I just can't stand it anymore either. How I, dare they're you? They're horrible. They're so like. How dare you? Dude, like, say say a name, Kyle. Say a name. Pierre, dude. Pierre's yeah, on my last. Okay, that's my last year. Yeah, He's got okay. him and Jeremy Roenick. I can't I can't take it anymore, dude. Like I'm Doc. Yeah, right. Doc's fine. But everybody else, I mean, Jeremy Roenick, Eddie Olchek, yeah, like, guys, pretty, yeah, guys, come awesome. on. You can't get anybody else in there? Like, uh, it just drives me crazy that that's you the broadcast I wish crew. still called hockey. I really wish Gary Thorne still called hockey. Oh, my gosh. Missed my man, Gary Thorne. Jeez. Um, um, I, I think a big problem with the NHL, too, uh, they have a scoring problem, and I think that comes down to the goal. Well, there's always been this big discussion in the past few years about the goalie pads and how how big they are and how wide they are. I think, I mean, it's definitely a problem. You look back at the 1980s and what the goalies are wearing then and everything and what they're wearing now, it makes it, it's just, it's not exciting watching a 2-1 game, even if it does go to overtime because you're still sitting there either one nothing or 1-1 for majority of the game it's not as exciting as if you're going to flip over and watch LeBron James dunk or you're going to watch Steph Curry dribble through half a team and then chuck up an impossible shot that's going to go in and stuff like that and I think it's also hard for the NHL because they don't have they don't have the market 
the the worldwide appeal that these certain sports have. Like if you're gonna go down to Miami, Florida, they're not gonna be. You no one's gonna be care about the NHL. They're only gonna care well, about see, the NBA. Grant, isn't like that, that what we're debating? Isn't that what we're supposed to be talking about? Is how to make people in Miami, Florida want to play hockey? <clears throat> well, give me some suggestions. How, to, how how do you want to do that? Okay, how do you well, suggest popularizing hockey in Jackson, Mississippi? First of all, they do an awful job of marketing their stars. Yes. You never see, you don't see, they, yeah, they do do a terrible Okay, job one of the biggest problems Great is, point. is it's just the same, like, three or four teams over and over and over again. And for the past ten years, it's been Ovechkin and Crosby and Chicago and Boston – and we and I think they haven't established new stars as in McDavid. They have Jack Eichel and all these other and Subban and these guys never get any national attention. And instead of just and I get it, like I know the mass appeal of Crosby and Ovechkin, but you got to put new stars in here. And especially I know it's hard because of uh, McDavid playing in Edmonton, but he's your next Crosby, so I think he needs to get a lot more attention. And so do um, there's so many other stars in the NHL. That need to get this TV time that they're not getting. I think Gatorade's new commercial with uh, Patrick Kane was huge. I think it was huge that they had one of the biggest players in the NHL and an American player too in a, a Gatorade commercial on national TV. I haven't seen a commercial like that in a while. I thought that was that was big for the sport, in my opinion. It needs to be more like that, but with younger stars, yeah. like Cal said. I think that needs to I be think... Connor McDavid. <clears throat> well, even even like Sidney Crosby, I don't think is marketed enough as no, like a LeBron no, James. He's the no, he's the best he's player really in the league, and it's just he doesn't but get the yeah, kind no, of attention that a LeBron I James or a Tom Brady but, gets. But he he's he's like the only one that he, that does get marketed at all. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think enough. <laughs> I think he should be I getting think... marketed more. It's like the same four four teams over and over again. Yeah. Um, I just have two points. So um, I think the NHL needs to do what U.S. Soccer, like USA Soccer and multiple other like sport organizations have done. They, and like especially like USA Basketball, it, like they need to invest a lot more money in building ice rinks, like building up travel hockey leagues in the South, building up in areas where they want to develop the game more. They need to do a better job of investing their own money and time and personnel into doing that instead of having just USA Hockey and camps in like Michigan and Minnesota where there's already huge hockey markets. If you want to get people from like Arizona, Texas, Florida, Louisiana to be interested in hockey, you have to provide them with the opportunity to play hockey. And for most people in those areas, there's now no opportunity to play hockey. And how are you going to grow your game and grow a market if you don't have kids playing hockey? Well, it just sucks too with the Olympics taking away the NHL players too, because I think that's just yeah, such that's a, a huge, that's a huge opportunity mar- marketable thing. It's such a marketable thing using the Olympics and showing off the best players, whether they're on the USA team, whether they're on Russia, whether they're on Sweden for all I know. What did uh, everybody th- think of the uh, World Cup of Hockey this year? I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. I thought it. I thought it was just. Yeah, I thought it was disappointing in how. It happened for like, <laughs> it happened for whatever, what three weeks that it went on, and then it just never was discussed about again, never talked about again. And I, and even ESPN covered that, <laughs> and yeah, I think they did a I shitty job of covering that too. It was really frustrating. I think, I think watching that too, just, was the USA didn't do well. Uh, that was probably one yeah, of the yeah, that just, yeah, that just yeah. The US t- USA team didn't do well, and the Young Guns didn't do well for North America. And yeah, they did. They didn't. Well, they didn't did advance. North America make the semifinals. Oh. Yeah, I thought they. I thought that. I thought they got eliminated. Well for being a U23 yeah. team against the best players in the world. I thought they got eliminated. My mistake. My mistake. Yeah. You you know, you're always yelling, Eric. <laughs> Calm down there. Just want to make sure everybody's hearing me. Well, wait, team, team North America didn't make it out of the group stage, didn't That's what I thought. Team That's Europe. what I thought. No, I thought team they did. Europe. No, well, now, now we got to check. No, I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah no, someone's got to check. We need a fact check here. Oh, right. Fake news. Eric, if you just all yelled right. at me and I was right, oh, man. I'm pretty sure Team USA that? didn't make it out of the group stage. No, uh, I'm talking about Team North America. USA, North America, yeah, North America. Sorry. I thought they lost on, like, goal differential or something. Yeah, it was something like that. 
I thought they made up. it. Yeah, they didn't make. Yeah, they didn't get out of the group stage. Oh, Eric! Yeah, oh, wow. man. I was wrong too. Not just Eric. Oh, Eric and Cal. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, another point. I think it's very hard for guys, a guy like Connor McDavid or like a Johnny Hockey type player or Subban Luzi in Montreal, because a Canadian team is going to be a lot hard. A Canadian players with Canadian teams is a lot harder to market to an American audience, which is why I think you see NBC doing a lot of the same, like Rangers, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Boston, oh, yep. because those are American teams that Americans will recognize. Whereas like yeah. an American, like some guy in like North Dakota or like not North Dakota but like Oklahoma or something is gonna see Oilers and Canucks and be like, why why would I want to watch this? Like they're not even American team. True, but what if what about like Pittsburgh versus Edmonton? Like yeah, I think like that that could be an opportunity. Yeah, use one of the established. You gotta teams have like one of your long. established teams. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah or even like New Boston, Montreal, people are gonna recognize that team too. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they don't have maybe the marketable players like uh, Sidney Crosby is or uh, Connor McDavid, but still that's a big-time rivalry with both teams playing relatively well. I mean, those are both playoff teams from this year. All right, moving on, we're going to move on to our segments. Uh, last week they did their My Guys update from the NFL draft, so this week we're going to follow suit. Uh, we have our special guest producer, well, not our guest producer, but special producer, uh, showing up, Craig Danzer. Craig, who you got? What's your update this week on Evan Ingram? Hello, everybody. Um, so, yes, I have Evan Ingram, and he is a, if you guys don't know, he's a uh, tight end that got drafted by the New York Giants. And uh, so I've been kind of following him along on Instagram slash Twitter. Um, not too active on Twitter, but uh, did post a, a couple of, couple of uh, Instagram stories um, some videos of him at the uh, rookie Emporium thing like where they all I don't know it was like they all like took photos or something I don't know, they went to the uh, the Rose Bowl I don't know but he seemed like a seemed like a pretty um, charismatic fun likable guy um, a great guy yeah seems like it and he's and he stayed out of trouble so far um, and from everything that I've read he kind of seems like the missing piece to that offense for the Giants there. Um, kind of a, a, a really dynamic type of tight end that has kind of, I guess, lined up in all different positions for them so far in OTAs. Um, and seems like a major... Does he smoke weed? Uh, actually, actually, he did post an Instagram photo the other day where he was either baked or just hammered because he, he did not look sober. But I'll give him the better for the Watch doubt, it, I guess. <laughs> all right, Cal, my bad. <laughs> Um, don't, sh- don't say that about the Giants. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think he's really going to add a lot to their offense uh, and just kind of be that missing piece, like I said. So, Thanks, Craig. Nice. All right. Yeah, all right, guys. Let's move to the other New York team. Cal, Cal what's going on? Okay, so I had – yeah, we're going across the locker room at MetLife to the Jets. Um, not much going on in Jamal Adams. Uh, the New York Jets said he is fitting in nicely during OTA, so that's – probably pretty good um probably just like every other rookie yeah uh <laughs> get a great get a great tweet on um, may 8th it said same phone who did and it got <laughs> over 1,000 retweets so i think that's that's about it that's his biggest highlight so far all right nice eric what's going on with uh i don't even know miles garrett yeah uh, oh you yeah, were on so last I gave, week I gave it what's happened in the week fun. what's happened in the week Miles Garrett tweeted the other day, quote, country music, though it be classic, has finally got a hold of me. I never thought I would see the day. And this is huge for me. I'm a big-time country guy. Me and Cal, big country guys. Everyone else on this podcast currently hates country. So to see my my guy, Miles Garrett, embracing my country music is really, really happy moment for me. So hoping that he wins four MVP awards and retires as the greatest defenseman of all time. Sorry, Bruce Smith. <laughs> Uh, I had Derek Barnett from the Eagles and uh, our friend Derek Barnett he's embraced uh, LeBron James and going zero dark 30 on social media ever since the draft he has posted a single thing on Twitter or Instagram except for one Instagram story where he was at the, the Phillies game a couple week, or a couple days ago so embracing that uh, 
Philadelphia pride and everything. But anyway, moving on, I think uh, Cal, going moving on to what Cal said about his guy, Jamal Adams, I've read a lot of news stories about how, oh, here's one story of Jim Schwartz gushing Derek Barnett. So he's obviously uh, fitting in pretty well with the Eagles. He's going to be, yeah, everyone, oh, here we go. Here's a great fit for the Eagles, uh, doing well in OTAs. So, you know, it's just good to see that my guy Derek Barnett's doing pretty well uh, in grass basketball, basically. No pads, just out there in gym shorts, killing it out there. So excited for the season. That's a breach of contract, isn't it? What he tears his ACL playing grass basketball, I don't think he's going to get his money. Yeah. Just saying. Hey, man, you never know. Oh, 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 just in from Adam Schefter, Derek Barnett just signed his deal with the Eagles, three-year deal with the Eagles. So there you go. There's that was first reported on Friday Night Takes. <laughs> Via Adam Schefter. <laughs> Hat tip. <laughs> Hat tip to Adam Schefter, definitely. All right, Kyle. Um, what do we got? Uh, Jonathan Allen. Yeah. We waited until we, we waited for you to go last because we've been really keeping up with Jonathan Allen. We're really excited to hear about him. Uh, to be honest, uh, I forgot I even had Jonathan Allen. I didn't want Jonathan Allen. Shocking. I I was kind of mad. I still am mad, but I recently uh, dele- deleted most of my uh, social media, so I haven't really seen him on social there it media. Is. But uh, from the warm reports from my insiders at ESPN, um, I, I heard that Will Blackman, uh, another rookie on the Redskins, said on Good Morning Football that uh, Allen has a quote-unquote Reggie White energy about him. So, I mean, that's pretty high uh, praise right there. there. Yeah, but he's uh, right yeah, now he's, get, he's taking snaps with the third team, so he's got a lot of work to go. Yeah. But he's I'm got potential. Here, May 26, he's, a, he's easing into the Redskins defense, but expected to make fast progress. So, you know, just like every other rookie, he's got a, he's got a huge upside. Uh, huge upside for Jonathan Allen. So I mean, we're, we're kind of excited. We'll, we'll, we'll check back with you in, in a couple months and see if you've been keeping up with Jonathan Allen. But next if I remember update, his Kyle, name. My guys update. <laughs> if you remember his name, remember the team. So thanks for, thanks for playing along, Kyle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, Eric, Eric's got our, our new segment this week. Eric, what do we got? All right. So, new segment this week called the Stephen A. Smith Memorial Blasphemous of the Week. Um, and this week's blasphemous video is our my friend, friend of the program, Rob Parker, being his usual idiot self on the herd. Um, so, basically, his argument was a three-minute sob story about how LeBron has apparently ruined the NBA and he will never be in the same category as Michael Jordan because he's ruined basketball because apparently he set a dangerous precedent which all players are now following by leaving to go to Miami and then going back to Cleveland and that has apparently accounted for all the imparity that we now have in the NBA as well as resting starters which is apparently LeBron's fault as well so I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this idiotic, blasphemous statement. Go ahead. Fuck LeBron. Well, I think... I'd fuck him. I think, I think the idea that uh, that there's imparity in the NBA kind of just follows... It, it's not a bad thing because that's how the NBA's been set up for the past, what, 30 years or so. <clears throat> I think it, it just needs a dynasty. I think to be successful, and I think you're looking at uh, the dynasties of LeBron, or LeBron, Jesus, Jordan's Bulls of the '90s, the Celtics, Lakers of the 1980s. No one complained about seeing them every single time in the finals, and no one complained about seeing uh, Michael Jordan and the Bulls in the finals every single year. I think we look back at those years as being the the golden years of the NBA and being the when the NBA was fun and all that stuff. And I think the argument that, yes, this year was a very boring playoffs and um, there were blowouts and both teams are coming in with a combined one loss in the NBA. But I think I think this is what we all expected. And we all, we all knew this was going to happen back in, when the season started in October. I think it's going to be – I disagree with his point saying that it's not going to be a good finals. I think it's going to be a great finals. I think it's going to go – 
six or seven games. I think I, I have Warriors at six, if I remember right. But regardless, it's still going to be a great series. It's going to be everything that I think we expected with this final. I, I think it's totally – it's not fair to put this all on LeBron, too, saying that he set this precedent because he didn't. He literally followed what the Celtics did and what – no, 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 no. Yes. What? Yes. They, what? They the were traded. They the big traded three? For and, they traded for Ray Allen and KG. Yes, I'm saying, though, agent. but... How did he follow what the Celtics did? I know. They're following what the Celtics did, and he understood how the Celtics put together their team and understood that he's going to need the supporting cast, and whether that's going to be in Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh or whatever it is, he understood that those three players are is what's going to win the title. And putting together this super team, whatever you want to call it, whether that's through trading, whether that's through free agency, I think LeBron realized that's what it's going to take for him to win. And then, like, I agree with his one point that players just follow suit because he's the best player in the NBA. Um, I just I disagree that it's his fault or that he set this precedent because his big argument was that because of this, like people like KD have been encouraged to now do the same as LeBron, but KD's move was so completely just drastically different from what LeBron did, where KD joined a team that already just went to the finals, whereas LeBron was joining a Heat team that was kind of the eighth seat, like a bottom with seat Chris Bosh and Dwayne Axel. Wade. Yeah, but they didn't have. Yeah, but still... yet. So like, it's completely different because yeah, but he's not he went out of his way to join a team with two other superstar players, which is the same thing. Yeah, ever... it, no, no, it's not because they formed that team like together. But whereas KD just joined a team that just beat him in the playoffs, LeBron wasn't losing to the Heat in the playoffs when he joined, which makes it completely different. And the Heat weren't coming off but a seventy-three and nine season. He also didn't have an NBA championship before he went to Miami, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know what what is that supposed to mean. It means he, he had a. I mean, I agree with you to a point, but I'm, I I I can understand the part where LeBron leaving to go to Miami was kind of destructive in a way, in my opinion. I think. I it, get yeah, I get I get the point. I just think that his move and like a KD type move are just so yeah, completely different. No, I, I agree with that, and I agree that that LeBron didn't ruin the NBA. I. I just think that his move to Miami was kind of it. It, it I don't know. I didn't like it. That's my okay. Opinion. I. It's not. We're it's not fair that to say that. Yeah, it's not fair LeBron. to say that LeBron. It's not fair to say LeBron. I guess my final point on this is it's not. It's not fair to say that LeBron ruined the NBA or he's not going to be remembered like Michael Jordan because I think at this point LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan was, oh, and I think okay. it's just. Whoa. Yeah, it's it's a different point for a different Colin show. But... <laughs> well, we're gonna but talk about I'm that. We're gonna that. talk about that in a different episode, so we're gonna save that. We'll yeah. cut that. We're gonna cut that. Run teams and ring the NBA. It's it's ridiculous to even argue that. So okay. anyway, final segment. Final segment in honor of the NBA Finals and in honor of what they talked about on Tuesday with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant hasn't won a title yet, so we're gonna do a fantasy draft, five rounds choosing five players or choosing players from across all of sports who has never won a professional championship uh, five rounds and we didn't we forgot to kind of forgot to put a poll out to decide the order so we're randomly going to assign numbers to people and go from there so let's do Eric first Eric your number in draft order will be third let's do Kyle would be fourth, Kyle, Cal, and I. Between Cal and I. All right, Cal, you'll go first, and I'll go second. So, Cal, number one overall pick. Who's your best player who's never won a championship ever? Uh, okay, really put me on the spot here. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Barry Sanders. Very good. Wow. Pick. Yeah, I'm going with Barry Sanders. I'm gonna go. Uh, second pick, first round. I'm going to go Ted Williams. Ted Williams ever won a World Series. Arguably the greatest hitter of all time in Major League Baseball. Last player to hit 400 in a season, Ted Williams. Eric. 
I'm gonna say Steve Nash. No post game. That's it. No post game. I'm gonna make this All quick. Right. I'm gonna uh, go with uh, Dan Marino. Ooh. Good pick. Fuck him and his mullet. I know, but he's still one of the greatest of all time. No championship. Arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever and only played in one Super Bowl. Alright. Cal, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with Ken Griffey Jr. Wow, good one. Ooh, wow, I was going to take Yo, him. good one. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm going to take ooh, some good choices. But I'm going to take Charles Barkley, the round mound to rebound. Take him my second pick, second round. Uh, I'm going to take... Uh, oh, fuck. Never mind. I can't take him. Um, I'm going to take Carl Malone. All right. Uh, I'm going to take Barry Sanders. Oh, oh, sorry. I already, already accounted for it. <laughs> my bad. Kyle has been doing drugs with Tiger Woods. Everyone. Relax. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. I'm so probably gonna go. Though. No, I, I don't want that. But maybe John Stockton then. Okay. Good pick. Yeah, it's. A, I, I gotta wake up more. Sorry, I'm hungry. That's all right. Dinner. Yeah. I'm gonna preface this by saying I did not really prepare for this one very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm going off the. I'm going off the top right now. Yeah, it's. This is tough. Yeah. Cal. This is tough. Who are we in sure, third round? We're back to you. Third round. All right, I will take Randy Moss. Ooh, wow, Randy Moss. Wow, yeah, he not, never won a championship. Not the, right? horse, not the horse racing expert. The, uh, yeah, not not yeah. not the football player. Not the white Randy Moss. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go third round, second pick. I'm gonna go Bruce Smith. I gotta throw a Bills player in there. Uh, he's the best player. He was the best player on the, those Bills teams that never won a Super Bowl. So I'm going to go Bruce Smith. I'll take Ryan Fitzpatrick. No one else is going <laughs> to. Oh Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh... You agree? I'm going to take that seriously. Oh, my God. Ryan Fitzpatrick. God. Okay. Anyway, Kyle, what do you got? Wow. Oh, man. I got two good. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to stick with the Bills theme. I'm going to go Jim Kelly. Yeah. Alright. Just because I'm on the spot, this is tough. This, this is tough because there's so many different... Oh, God. It's hard to think of every single one, but anyway. We got fourth round. Cal, what do you got? I'm going to take a guy that I think everybody loves, uh, AI Allen Iverson. Yeah, oh, great pick. The answer. Love that it. Great pick. Didn't even think about that. Um, oh god, I don't even know. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I'm gonna go with a, maybe a little unknown name to you guys, NHL player, 80s, early 90s. Go Pavel Bure, one of the Ooh, highest scoring forwards, highest scoring forwards in the NHL. Only made it to I think one Stanley Cup final in '94. The yeah, the one against the Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Yep. Pavel he got Bure. robbed by Mike Richter on the breakaway. Yeah. Jeez. All right, last pick, fourth round. Kyle, who you got? Okay, yep. I'm just. I, <laughs> you gotta do Eric, bro. That's fair, though. Or, or Eric. Or Eric. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys are relevant now. Uh, Eric, who I'll you take, got? I'll take my personal friend and uh, jersey. I own this man's jersey. Carl, Carlton Yastrzemski. Thanks. Didn't he win World Series? I could have sworn he won World Series. Not after Carl, the Red Sox. Carl Yastrzemski. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking of... Never mind. I'm thinking yeah, of someone Carl else. Yeah, Carl Yastrzemski won the World Series. Yep, didn't play for any team but the Red Sox, but yep, he won a World Sorry. Series. Sorry, you know what? Okay, man. Sorry, I was thinking Some of someone Some Red Sox fan you are. Yeah. You think of Carlton Fisk? Yep. You thinking of Fisk? Yes, I'm thinking of Carlton Fisk. He didn't Fisk. win one either. He was on the White Sox. So he didn't win one either. Really? See, I thought he was on a team that won. Never mind. All right, yeah. I'm just gonna stop talking. Yeah. This is what I get for. Retire. This is what Retire. I get for. Yeah. Yeah. Just, this is what I get for calling this. you out for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Sorry. Anyway, um, Kyle, what do you got? Um, I don't know. I guess I'll do a shout out for uh, Alex Davis since his dad's birthday. I'll go with Tracy uh, McGrady. Fuck! I was gonna take him. Fuck. Oh, wow. Shout out Jason Davis too. 
Jason Davis, Alex Davis, Peter Davis, all shout-outs for you guys. You're welcome. Lynn Davis. Got to get Lynn Davis. Oh, Lynn Davis. I'm sorry. I'm, I hope you're listening to this. I apologize. Come on. Come on, Kyle. Yeah, all right. Anyway, something. last round. Cal, last round. What do we got? Okay. This is a personal pick for me. I'm going to take Daniel Alfredson. Wow. Ooh, the saber dude, killer. Big time. That's, that's horrible. Why, why would you say this on the show? Uh, are you new to the show? I'm an I hate this. I know, I know, I know. It's just, it hurts to hear. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, last pick, you know what? I'm, we mentioned it before, but I'll, I'll take Carlton Fisk here. I think I'm going to take Carlton Fisk. Legend of the just game. Just because, yeah, just because I didn't know he didn't win a World, a World Series. So I'm just going to take him. Breaking news, Kyle and I have agreed to exchange picks. And Kyle oh, will also be throwing 3-6 and shove it, Jim. Go ahead, Kyle. Ooh, nice. Look at you. Wait, what? Oh man. You're... You better give me that sub at Jim's. Kyle, you're... No, you're giving me a sub at Jim's for moving up. No way! God, I don't want to go first. Go ahead. It's no, pretty... we already... Deal's already done. It's been announced. Oh, uh, yeah? My people didn't notify me at all, so you're still going. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna take yeah. Jared Goff. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take Mike Trout. I'm gonna go there, Mike Trout. Wow. Okay. Do you think you'll ever win a World Series being on the Angels? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe if he leaves the Angels, but probably not on the Angels. Yeah, if he leaves the Angels. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Last pick, Kyle. What do we got? Guys, I oh man. Make it a sexy Oh pick. fuck, what wait, no, take my pick back. Take my pick back, Barry Bonds. Sorry, not. Oh me. my. How do you know I wasn't gonna pick that? I don't know. Ridiculous, Eric. All right, well, um, jeez, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm torn. I'm torn right now. Uh, I guess I'll I'll just Except go. You can say anyone. Eric chose Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh, right P- Pistol Pete. Uh, I was a big Pistol Pete fan. Wow. Uh, I'm just giving him give wow. a shout out. I know he's not stellar, but uh, I was a fan, there. so Love it, I'm going to go with Love it. it. <laughs> um, that'll do it for this week, guys. Uh, check us out and subscribe on iTunes, uh, Twitter, Leave a review. at FNC underscore pod. Leave a review on iTunes. Listen to us on Buffalo Sports Network. Download the app DSN716, not only for our show, but for everything Buffalo sports, whether that's Bills, Sabres, National News, whatever it is, just check us out there, and we'll see you guys next week. Wait, wait, announcement. Don't forget the Champions League final Saturday. Watch it. Too much, too much to entertain ya.